Well, this is great today. We've celebrated a baptism. We've heard about marvelous opportunities for, for giving. And you know what happened to some of us yesterday? One of our ushers, that tall guy, Ted Frett, myself, Deb Bonjardo, the director of discipleship, we had a really difficult assignment for Jesus yesterday. We were at Moods Market being judges for the Blueberry Festival. All those blueberry dishes, we had to taste them and judge them. Somebody had to do it. Don't you feel bad for that, that we were the ones that had to do it? I'll tell you, that, that was fun. That's all I got is, right, Ted? Wasn't that fun? And do you know what uh, Patty Moo did? She's such a sweetheart anyway, but she gave us, I mean, a gigantic box of those fresh-picked blueberries. Isn't that good? Well, that's good. Jesus said that he wants us to bear fruit. And uh, this is a good season for South Jerseyans to remember we're, we're disciples like that. We've been thinking about growing the face of our church right here and now. What's our, what's our face look like? You know, if, if the church is the visible body of Jesus Christ in the world, that's what the Bible says the church is to be, the visible body of Jesus Christ in the world. What does our, our face look like? We're growing the face of Christian disciples. And so the title of this morning's message is The Face of Discipleship. What is the face of discipleship? Say, can you imagine? Here's Jesus, the Son of God. The Bible says God is love, right? All of a sudden then, you get stuck with this verse of the Bible to try to interpret. Large crowds were traveling with Jesus and turning to them, and he said, if anyone comes to me and does not hate father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, even their own life, such a person cannot be my discipleship. Now, what's he talking about? Domestic hatred? I mean, that's a difficult problem, but no. Jesus, the, the New Testament is written in Koine Greek. Jesus is using legal language of turning away legally in standing from one situation, which is merely my family, to another situation who is acknowledging God who gave the family. You know, I suppose New Jersey's just like many of the states in the Union, but it used to be on Sundays, you couldn't find open stores. You remember that, the blue laws? Ocean Grove, New Jersey, you couldn't even drive a car through the town in Ocean Grove, New Jersey. You know how that got overturned? Somebody in Ocean Grove was having a baby and they couldn't get out because you couldn't drive a car. So anyway, they had to change that ordinance for emergencies and eventually it went backwards. But it used to be Sunday was the Lord's day. And uh, I see a gentleman out here, I won't say his name, but I was visiting his father one day and I was speaking at a church his father also was leading, and uh, the Eagles finally made it to the playoffs. Finally. This was back when it was a finally. We've had some better years than that, but finally, the Eagles made it to the playoffs. But it was Sunday, and so this gentleman uh, invited me to stay overnight with him. 
on Saturday night because I was speaking in his church on Sunday morning. So I said, sure, I'll be glad to do that. But after dinner, I said, now I'd like to watch that Eagles game. And he said to me, oh, no, we, we, don't, we don't watch the, the Eagles on Sunday. We don't watch any television on Sunday. You know how ignorant I was? First of all, I didn't grow up in the church. I was a latecomer to the church. I never heard of that. So I thought somebody had put him up to, uh, to teasing me. But no, he genuinely didn't watch television on Sunday because he said, we, we want to concentrate on the scriptures and prayer and resting on the Lord's day. Wow. You know, I, I, just, I came from a pagan home where we didn't even go to church. We watched Walt Disney most Sundays. You remember when Disney had the wonderful world of Disney on Sunday? See, in the second service, they, they have to be reintroduced. If it wasn't for Disney World, they'd never even heard of Walt Disney. But you know what I'm saying. There are at least some people that can nod and say, yes, Ron, I remember when that was a program on television. But you see, what was wrong with my family was this. The half-brother of Jesus, only the half-brother because Mary had Jesus be a virgin birth, but Jesus' own family, his brother James said this, every good and perfect gift comes down out of heaven from the Father of lights, from God. Every good and perfect gift. <clears throat> you know, there's nothing more sacred to me than my family. Nothing. But Jesus said, if you take a gift that I've given you, like your family, and you turn it inward so that your family becomes the beginning and the end of your life and providing with your family and resting and vacationing with your family and taking weekends for your family and ignoring the Lord, you've created a great disservice because God has given you the gift of love. What kind of ungrateful people would we be if we're just takers and we take all of the blessings God has given us and then we turn our back and we ignore God? But I want to share this. The United States of America is coming dangerously close to scripting God out of our lives. Not only on Sunday, but all of the days of our life. I remember by the time I was 40 years old, I'd been asked to speak in the Soviet Union schools, several of them, which were atheistic by definition. They were Marxist. And, uh, you know, at the time in the Soviet Union, their leading publication had a person with a hammer and a sickle climbing a ladder and underneath was the caption, Today we have conquered the earth, tomorrow the gods. Leading publication at that time in the Soviet Union. By might, we'll conquer it all, you know. And so, it wouldn't have surprised me if I never could have preached a Christian message there. If you'd have told me I'd have been able to get into Beijing, China, and give a Christian witness for God, I'd have told you no way. But by the time I was 40 years old, I'd given a public witness in both of those Marxist 
atheistic countries, but it was against the law for me to do that in the United States of America. You see, it's possible that we can become such a consumer people that we use our freedom to exclude God rather than use our freedom to honor God. And Jesus said, if you do that, even with your own families, got the cart before the horse, you've got life all wrong. I want to be at the center, Jesus said. In his first sermon, he preached that great message called the Sermon on the Mount. And, and when you get to Matthew 6, he says these words, but you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. And so I want to talk about the face of discipleship, or really a subtitle could be discipleship in 3D. And the first D is a deference. In life, your resources, your freedom, everything that blesses you is because you have a God who blesses you. Pay deference to him. Recognize that all of the things we enjoy are a gift from God. And don't be just takers. Give back to God. And don't just give what's left over. Give of you. We used to sing this. This was a great old gospel hymn we used to sing. Give of your best to the master. Have you heard that one? Raise your hands if you've heard that one. Put them up high for a minute. Give of your best. That's good old time religion. We ought to remember that. Give of your best to the master. Not just the leftovers. Listen, I've been married 37 years. How many people here have been married longer than that? Raise your hand. Oh, I knew. I'm, I'm practically a rookie compared to some of you all here. But in the 37 years I've been married to Darina, she knows when I'm giving her the leftovers instead of my best. She knows that for a fact. And so does God. God loves it. The Bible says he loves a cheerful giver. When we give of our best to God, it's pleasing. Deference. Putting Jesus first instead of putting yourself first and me putting myself first. The second D of Christian discipleship is this. In chapter 14, verse 27, it says, Whoever does not carry their cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. You see, I worry once we get beyond America's greatest generation, I worry whether we'll be a people in America that remembers it took sweat and blood to get here. I wonder if we'll be the kind of people where at times the odds could be six out of ten people on a beach to stop fascism and racism in the world. Six out of ten could take a bullet to die so that four could put an end to that kind of world. And I wonder, I wonder if we'll ever remember that's how we got here. I wonder if we'll remember 
self-sacrifice in our Christian faith. Jesus said we carry a cross. There's a cross in the center of the Christian faith. And the cross is a symbol of death. And Jesus went to the old rugged cross to give his life. And do you know what the Bible says? As a ransom, which means he redeemed us. Now, when I was a kid, my mom had a book. She used to be a checkout lady at the Acme. And she had a book that she pasted S&H green stamps in. Because if you had a book full of S&H green stamps, you had an option you could win prizes. Is there anybody here that ever collected S&H green stamps? Raise your hand. Man, I'm hitting it today. Here we are. I couldn't have done this in the second service either. They don't remember S&H green stamps. My mom saved her S&H green stamps to get me a new fishing rod and reel. I couldn't believe it. She got it for my birthday. She saved all year these stamps these coupons. But you know how she got them? You know how she turned those stamps in to get me a prize for my birthday? It says, you can redeem these and it takes this many for this prize. All of her savings she turned in to redeem them for a fishing rod for her son. I'm not sure we're a better nation if we forget those things. But do you know what Jesus Christ says in this book, which is his word? It's a lamp unto our feet, the Bible says. It's a light unto our path. And when we hide it in our hearts, God helps us to keep from sinning. And do you know what he says in this book? Jesus became the S&H green stamp. God cashed his son's, his only begotten son's life in to redeem you and to redeem anybody that was willing to come. So this book today says, whosoever will may come. God wants us to be devoted to him as a disciple. Devoted. He wants us like Jesus to be willing through our lives to redeem others. We can do it with our ministries here at the church, whether it's to our children, whether it's to our youth. Trinity has been having such an active life with our, our children. I even just Friday night, after having been all week at the school with our children, we had a little bus ride. It was our privilege to take 27 by van to watch the Phillies get shut out four to nothing. <laughs> oh, it was fun. Not really, but we had fellowship. By far, the fireworks were the best part of the program on Friday night at that group meeting. But we've been having a wonderful time at vacation Bible school and then time at the school and then a group trip. Why? All for one reason. Because we like to lean into the lives of other people. We've got people in the mountains. I mean in the deep mountains of eastern Kentucky right now. Sharing their lives in mission. Next week, 
12 miles from uh, my retirement home in Kentucky. My, uh, my wife, you know what her favorite song is? The sun shines bright on my old Kentucky home. She's a Kentucky girl. She thinks that John Denver, that singer, sang almost heaven, West Virginia, because West Virginia is next to Kentucky that is heaven. That's what my wife thinks. <laughs> but next week we're going to be at our home and we're going to be able to work all week in the inner city of Lexington with 21 of our youth. And they're doing service projects. They're going to be at a nursing home and a veterans center and one complete day, all they're going to be doing is holding hands with veterans. If I were a veteran and I fought for the freedom of a country like this and beautiful young people like Katie Baker sitting right there came up to hold my hand I'd think that God had smiled on me, wouldn't you? It is beautiful. We lean into these young people's lives, but our young people are leaning into the lives of others. They're not the church of tomorrow. They're the church of today. And 21 of them are going to be doing service projects all around the inner city of Lexington, Kentucky. I'll tell you, from June or July 21st to July 27th, the best thing about Lexington, Kentucky is not going to be racehorses. The best thing about Lexington, Kentucky are going to be youth missionaries that are going forward in the name of Jesus. Why? Because their face is the face of Jesus in society, and they're going to be devoted disciples. Billy Graham had a publication, and with this one I close. His publication was called Decision Magazine, because Billy Graham believed that the way to enter into this Christian faith that's alive and living, it's not just something dead. You know what I call dead religion? The pew flu. You got the pew flu? Are you alive in Jesus Christ? Being alive in Jesus Christ is as simple, said Billy Graham, as a decision. So he called his magazine Decision Magazine. The church fails at calling people to decision. Decision could make people uncomfortable sometimes. But it also can be the difference between eternal life and death. Today, Jesus says, if you want to be my disciple, if you want to follow me, whosoever will may come. Now, this is a direct quote. And truly I say to you, the one who comes to me, I will never turn away. Isn't that good? Moms and dads, brothers and sisters, isn't it wonderful to know that in the Bible today, the call is clear, as so clear you can't miss it. If you want to come and devote your life to Jesus Christ by deferring to God, 
by devoting yourself to him, you make a decision. And when you make a decision for Jesus Christ, all of life is different. Why? Because when you ask Christ to come into your heart, you now have someone living in you so that the final commentary on your life will never be failure because God can do anything but fail. Your final commentary will be a victory because Christ himself will come and live in you and you can live in him. And that's the gospel today. So I'm inviting those of you who would like to to follow Jesus. Ray, didn't I hear you play? I've decided to follow Jesus after I did it. Okay, that wasn't you. Okay, I thought I did. But we're going to sing it just like we did in the first service. I have decided to follow Jesus. How many know that one? I've decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. Have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No, no turning back. Will you sing it with me? I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. Stand and let's be dismissed. Will you stand and pray with me? With all heads bowed, if there's anybody here that wants to remember, be remembered in prayer because you've decided to follow Jesus, it'll just be between you and God, but I'll remember if you'd like to raise your hand. You do so. Many have raised their hands in the services this morning and said, I want to be one of those who've decided to follow Jesus. Pastor Ron, remember me in your closing prayer. Not by name, I won't, but, uh, but by virtue of the fact that you've said yes. Anybody here wants to be remembered in closing prayer? Raise your hand. All right. Anyone else? Okay. God bless you. Lord, we remember those who've raised their hands and said yes. Pastor Ron, I want you to remember me in prayer. I want to defile, I want to follow Jesus. And would you bless this wonderful congregation today so that everyone here realizes they can live a Christ-centered life instead of a self-centered life. And they can defer to Jesus. Everyone here can be devoted to the things of Christ. And everyone here can make a decision that says, Lord, we're yours for the whole count. That's what it, having the face of a disciple means. So send us forward in victory, we pray, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you as you go today. Have a great day in the name of our Lord.